We're taking a tour across some of the great conversations that were had today on the Chorus Radio Network on this National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. We've been through Toronto and Hamilton and Winnipeg. Let's stop now in Alberta. You know, the Pope's historic visit to that province, to this country earlier this year, of course, began in Alberta. It was there that Francis issued an apology for the Catholic Church's role in residential schools, calling the forced cultural assimilation of Indigenous children a, quote, deplorable evil and a, quote, disastrous error. Two months later, as we mark this day on September the 30th, how are Indigenous leaders and activists in that province reflecting on that visit and its importance? 770 CHQR and 630 Ched's Sheikh Annam hosted a roundtable that aired today about the impact of the Pope's visit to that province and the apology with Chief Greg Desjardins of the Frog Lake First Nations, Crystal Fraser, an assistant professor in the Faculty of Native Studies at the University of Alberta, and Paul Custer, a Calgary writer, former broadcaster, and Indigenous advocate. We're speaking with Paul Custer, who is a writer and a comedian, former broadcaster and indigenous advocate. We're speaking with Dr. Crystal Fraser, an assistant professor in the Faculty of Native Studies and Arts at the University of Alberta, and Chief Greg Desjardins of Frog Lake First Nation. Um, there's so much to get into. I just, uh, I, I want to ask you about the papal visit. And, and Chief, I know you were part of that. I know you had family members with you as you greeted the Pope. Um, just how important was that? What does that signify on Canada's road to truth and reconciliation? Is it a signpost? Is it just something that had to happen? I mean, how, how do you put it into perspective? Well, first of all, Everybody is unique and different in the world. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Um, I was honored to be there with my mother, who turns 80 tomorrow. And, you know, for, for her to hear the apology is important for her healing journey. I know there's many people that were upset. There's many people that didn't like it. But there was many people that did enjoy it and did like it. I was in Lake St. Anne. You could feel the love. You know, as human beings, we have to decide when we want to heal. But part of healing is forgiving. And uh, if you ain't going to forgive, you'll stay stuck and you could get sick. You know, but the people visit is only a first step Mm -hmm. to reconciliation, to healing. I think about the kids that were found in these unmarked graves and the ones that never got to hear it. But I believe that uh, when we heal as a human, our ancestors heal as well. And, and I think it's a, it's a great first step to uh, to reconciliation and only to ask what is next from the Canadian government and the, the church. And, we'll, and we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Dr. Fraser, um, the papal visit, does that end the discussion? Because, you know, that was a big part. When we were doing this throughout the year prior to the papal visit, people I heard from said, "This we need this. We need this apology. It's part of the process of healing. Does that close the door to that component of this path that we're all walking? Um, you know, I... I don't think it closes the door. Um, I actually think maybe it, it opens it more for for some more conversations, some more communication. And and so I definitely agree that like a lot of survivors, intergenerational survivors and indigenous communities, um, you know, may have experienced a lot of uh, healing. They may have let go pain by by simply hearing that apology, which 
you know, on, on April 1st from Vatican City and then again here in July at Muscochis. Um, and so I, I don't downplay the uh, seriousness um, of, of that apology and, and that moment. But, you know, I also think there are bigger conversations to be had, such as, um, you know, how the Pope handled the visit, how the Canadian government handled the visit, you know, uh, paving roads, you yeah, know, the day yeah. before, spending millions of dollars. Um, additionally, some of the words that the Pope said, such as, you know, the Catholic Church needs to investigate what happened. Well, well we already had a multi-million dollar <laughs> yeah. investigation we called the TRC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, interestingly, my colleague, uh, Matthew Wildcat at the University of Alberta, he, he wrote a piece um, suggesting that maybe it's, it's time that Indigenous communities rethink our, our overall relationship with the Catholic Church. Um, and I mean, I, I have also said that in, in relationship to the monarchy. Um, and, and so I think that the Pope's tour was, was definitely a good thing. But mm-hmm. um, again, I think, I think it's a starting point. Paul, what about you? I mean, you watched it all unfold. And, uh, what, what were your thoughts? What were your impressions of it? Oh, boy. Uh, con- conflicting views. Conflicting views. Because um, I, I understand uh, the the uh, sacredness of that position uh, within the Catholic Church. I mean, he, he's uh, the Pope is supposed to be God's uh, representative here on Earth. So. Right. That's a that's a powerful position, um, and I agree with what Crystal just said. Though the um, uh, the the words that he spoke, and I, I believe now, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think in a way he deflected a little bit when he said, you know, this was just a uh, uh, a, a percentage or a small, uh, you know, a few bad apples. That perpetrated these things. Didn't he say something he along those lines? Some things he did. He definitely did. Yes. And 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 the and the thing is, this was. I mean, it was instituted uh, hand in hand. The the church and the state they went into uh, this whole thing about residential schools together because mm-hmm. they saw us. And, and, as we all know, they called us savages. They called us heathens. Uh, they they treated us as uh, inferiors, and and that was. Um, so the, that I don't think that flies that, that it was a uh, it was a small number. I, it, it, it was a huge number because we had uh, so many of these schools across the country. Now the apology that's I, I accept his apology. That's a good start. But where do we go from here? And and I don't want the door to be closed. And I agree with Crystal. I think it opens the door more. And we really have to think now. Where do we go from here in terms of the indigenous community and these institutions like the church, like the monarchy. How do we deal with that? Because this all stems from colonialism. This all comes from somewhere. And, uh, and, and of course, we, we've seen the impacts that it's had within our communities. And, um, but the, the other thing that I find really interesting is uh, the, the royal proclamation and King, uh, I, I think it was King George III at that time, uh, when they came here to Canada, um, they entered into an agreement like they uh, in in their um, 
in their official records, they recognized us as being sovereign nations with our own languages and that we had to be dealt with as equals. And that was back from 1763, and not a lot of people know that, yeah. that it actually started off on, 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 a, on mutual respect. And then, of course, it got uh, uh, turned side. It went completely somewhere yeah. else. So, and, and so I think people need to uh, realize that. We got off on, on the right foot, um, but things went sideways including with the church. You had a couple of things that you thought were important, Paul, things we need to be turning our attention to as we move forward, um, taking a look where we were, but there's still so much work left to be done. What do we need to be focused on now? Um, oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, there, there's just so much. Uh, I, I, I was just uh, uh, reading through the Beyond 94 uh, I don't know if you heard uh, uh, about that, and it's this publication about what has actually been accomplished with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's uh, 94 calls to action. We've only achieved a very small number of those, and it's such a wide-spanning uh, spectrum of hardcore issues that face our communities, like uh, uh, child welfare, um, uh, the, the social ills that still plague our communities and I only have to mention now the the name Saskatchewan because we know what went down uh, on Labor Day weekend with the Sanderson uh, brothers mm -hmm. those those guys were products of of intergenerational trauma because it turned out that miles as we all know now he was abused by his parents then he got taken away and he was abused by his grandparents that this is so typical within our communities um, th there's a movie called Bring, Bring the Children Home, uh, based out of Saskatchewan, that I have uh, 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 participated in. And uh, it's, it's wonderful um, to, to, to think of bringing our children back to our communities. But you have to think, what are we bringing them back to? Because right. there's still rampant poverty. There's still uh, boil water advisories. There, uh, crystal meth is overtaking a lot of our small communities. So how do you tackle that? Well, that's part of truth and reconciliation and these calls to action. Um, the, 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 do the documents are great, but what is actually being done? Um, and do we solve it by pumping more money? Because sometimes when you pump money into things, it, it goes to administration costs and it just, it just gets watered down. And do are we actually, in the end, are we actually helping?